Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Welcome back and happy new year. I can't believe it's now been a whole ass year since we started the Honest Art podcast way back in January, this time 2023. Um you know, we started this podcast with the intent to expand our message uh, all over the globe to provide valuable information for artists to succeed uh, and to have a little fun. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that we're doing it. We are doing the damn thing. And I know this because I've received your emails and your messages and your DMs, and I am always giddy to hear from you. So keep those messages coming for sure. And if if you're listening, you know, take a screenshot uh, of the podcast from wherever you listen to uh, and tag me on social media and I'll repost that. But, you know, either way, even if you don't do that, it's such an honor and I am grateful that you come back week after week to listen to myself and to the guests that we have on here. So as we're looking at a new year, uh, we decided that we wanted to kick off 2024 from a place of empowerment. I want to give you the tools to make this year your year. Um, The year that we quit simply dreaming about what we want to do, and who we want to be, and we start taking action. As artist Honest Stapleton said, almost every single really cool thing that happens is because you took a chance, because you were a little bit brave, because you started to breathe life into your dreams. So let this be your year to do that. On today's podcast, I'm going to give you five ways to create opportunity for yourself in 2024 and to start taking action. Are you ready? Let's get messy. Sadly, I've found that as artists, we can also take on the strategy of paint and hope. But as we know, that is no strategy at all. But I I did actually do this early on. It didn't take me very long, though, to find out that that absolutely doesn't work. Um, but why do we even think this will work? I mean, it doesn't work in any other business. Imagine if you wanted to start literally anything, like window washing, uh, you know, cookie, a cookie business, coaching, anything. You get all your supplies, you make the things, maybe you take a class or you take a course, but then you sit in your living room 
or you just spend your time scrolling on your phone and then you wonder why no one is knocking on your door to buy your paintings or emailing you to buy your products. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for any business. So the moral of the story is we can't wait for opportunities to come to us. We've got to create our own luck. But what exactly is luck? I love Oprah's definition. She says, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So I'm about to share with you the five ways to create opportunities for yourself. But don't forget, preparation is part of this. You've got to keep painting and make the very best art possible. No one would go listen to someone who could sing like so-so, right? They've got to be able to sing. In this same way, we've got to create art that is the very best art that we can make. If you need support with this, I've created the Color Course for Rebels to give artists the tools to truly make fine art. But even if you don't learn from me, get support for that preparation. And if you need it, get it from any place that you feel comfortable. Okay, now let's talk about the five ways to create the opportunities. Okay, so number one, networking and community. Now, I know a lot of us out here are introverts and maybe homebodies. Y'all see me over here raising my hand, right? But in order for us to get out there, to get our art seen, it takes a village. Helen Keller said, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. So even though it may feel awkward, we have got to get out of our comfort zone and get involved. Here are some ways that we can do this. Okay, number one, participate in your local art scene. All right, what does that even mean? That means that you could go to gallery openings. You could attend open studios and don't just go in and out, but just take a minute to introduce yourself to the artist. Say hi, talk about their art, and, you know, just network, right? You could also attend a local art fair, or if you feel like there's just not enough opportunities in person in your community, join an artist group online. Um, I've got the Art Biz and Soul group that you're you're welcome to join. It's a Facebook group. You can just uh, email me at hello at jodyking.com and we'll get you set up or we'll put it in the show notes. But if for no other reason to get involved in um, your community organizations, it's just so great to feel more connected to others. And also we feel less alone because we learn that we're all riding on the same struggle bus. All right, so the other thing as far as networking in community is you could get involved with artists organizations. Now, the reason I say this is because oftentimes local artist organizations will host exhibitions, but they will only include artists work if they are members of that organization. The other thing that is great about it is when you join, you get to meet other artists, which 
listen, maybe I'm just talking to myself here. That can be scary, um, <laughs> especially if you're an introvert or if you're feeling insecure at all about your art. But can we just agree to do it anyway? Can we just agree to do it scared? And you want to know why? It's because likely the other artists are also introverts and they feel the same insecurity. Okay, you could also collaborate with other artists on paintings or projects. You know, sometimes those are murals. Um, I have collaborated, this was years ago, but I collaborated with another artist um, on the same painting. That was pretty cool. There's all kinds of ways you can collaborate with artists. And then you could donate paintings or get involved with charities or nonprofit organizations that you feel drawn to. Now, listen, I'm not saying to donate to every single organization that asks you for your art, because I, I have found that they can be a lot of them, especially if you're up and coming, you're emerging and people are really liking your art, you will get requests left and right. I'm actually saying just the opposite. I'm saying choose a few organizations um, that you're passionate about. And when you get emails or you get requests, let the others know who ask that due to the number of requests that you are getting, you've had to limit um, to the few that you are personally connected with. Okay. So like this happened with me. And um, at the time I had a sister who was going through breast cancer. And so it was important to me, you know, if there was a breast cancer awareness um, event, I was, you know, that was one of the ones I really wanted to donate to. Uh, And I also have a friend who has a son uh, with epidermolysis bullosa and that EB is what it's called. And so I donated to that. So it's donate to projects that you feel uh, really passionate about. But here's This is big. I want you to really hear me on this. Don't give them like the dregs of your art. Don't give them that art that you don't really like, you know, or that's not selling. Because, you know, first of all, the energy around that is that it's not good. The other thing is this is a representation of you and your art. And it's like a calling card, right? So... Um, donate art that you feel like is a good representation of you. Donate art that you're proud of and, um, and be excited to donate it. Right. And now this is a suggestion, but I, I just think that we shouldn't keep a record of what it was sold for and then make that be our determining factor on whether we donate again. Really, that's totally out of our hands and donating is really a gift. So it's all about the energetic exchange of donating. But either way, donating and getting involved with charities and nonprofit organizations are, you know, a great way to to network and to be a part of the community. 
If you're thinking you may want to go farther faster, I really encourage you to find a community of artists to support you in your personal growth as well as your business growth. Mentoring artists on their journey sets my face on fire. It's my passion. It's my purpose. It's my calling. I absolutely love it. But even if we don't work together, please find someone who believes in your fine self If you think, though, that it would be a blast for us to work together, applications are now open for Studio Elite, which starts in February. And what a great time because it's a great time for you to put your stake in the ground for 2024 and to set your artistic goals in motion. You can get more info at the link in the show notes. The second thing that we can do to create opportunities for ourselves is to reach out to people who can help you sell your art. So you can consider these. I've got uh, four of these. Okay, number one, art consultants. Most art consultants want to work with artists in their area. And art consultants are often the people who um, are the ones that place art in commercial buildings, in restaurants and hotels. So if you see a new building going up in your area, do a little research and find out who that design group is. Maybe it's a hotel. Maybe, you know, it's a beautiful new building. Maybe it's a restaurant. Whatever it is, you know, do a little research, see who the design group is and reach out to them. It's gonna, you're gonna have to gather a lot of your gumption, right? And reach out to them. But think about it. How many artists are actually going to do that? Very few are going to do it. And even if they don't choose your art for that project, they are now aware of you and the work that you do. And if they have um, maybe a residential project that they're doing, or maybe another commercial project project that they're doing, uh, they'll have your information and they'll keep you in mind. It really does work. Okay. Another uh, group that you can reach out to to help you sell your art are interior designers. There are four times as many interior designers as there are galleries. But what do we always think about? We always think about, oh, I have to get into galleries. I have to get into galleries to sell my art. So a gallery in general, they're going to take 50% of the price of the painting, whereas interior designers generally take much, much less. So don't sleep on working with interior designers. Okay. Another uh, way you can reach out to people to help you sell your art are, like I just said, galleries. You know, obviously, galleries are a great way to get your art seen in the hands of collectors. There's a, a lot that goes into it. This is not usually, usually for the brands making new um, artists, but if you would like a detailed process of how to go about um, applying to galleries and getting into galleries and communicating with galleries and everything that that entails, go to episode 34 um, here on the Honest Art Park podcast, and you can get all the, the details about how to go about doing that. And then another way you can reach out to people to help you sell your art is with realtors. So realtors, 
usually give gifts to their clients at closing. So you could reach out to them. Um, you could maybe send them a small example of one of your pieces. If you don't want to do original art, you could maybe do cards, etc. cetera. Um, but reaching out to them and letting them know that you could do you know, individual original works of art for their clients. I've seen this work a million times and it's super, super helpful. Other other things you can do is you could look, reach out to local stores, you know, retail stores, gift stores, things like that, or coffee shops. But um, the point is, is reach out to people who can help you sell your art. All right. Number three, uh, apply to art fairs. There are all kinds of art fairs out there from uh, local, you know, small local um, fairs to regional art fairs, and then all the way up to, you know, bougie Art Basel, which is held you know, all over the world. It's held in Miami, of course. It's usually in the U.S., the one we know about, but it's also in Switzerland, and it's in Hong Kong, and it's in Paris, and Art Basel is bougie as fuck, so keep in mind that that could tend to be uh, a fairly expensive proposition to do. I hear from artists all the time where um, galleries who are are featuring artists at Art Basel they reach out and say, "Hey, we'd like to. Would you like to be a part of um, you know this art fair?" But what they don't tell you is it's going to cost you thousands of dollars for them to do that. So just keep in mind, it's usually better to start local or regional versus, you know, making a huge investment uh, in a big expensive show, especially if you haven't done any other art fairs in the past. All right. Number four for creating opportunities for ourselves, and that's putting together a group show or exhibition with other artists. You know, we uh, oftentimes will apply to be a part of a juried exhibition or, you know, we just hope we'll get chosen to participate in an exhibition. But why wait to get invited? You could host your own exhibition or art event and you're guaranteed to get into that one. So in order to do this, you could reach out to artists in your area and ask if they'd like to do a group show. And, you know, I think a fun way to make this really work, especially if you've got a group of artists, is you get together, you have coffee, or maybe you have something a little stronger, or whatever floats your boat, and work on a shared theme. You know, think of a theme that maybe you're all passionate about. Um, I don't know what it might be, but that's a great way to do a show or exhibition where everybody gets featured, but there's a common theme. The other great thing about hosting your own exhibition is that it brings people together. And I'm not just talking about artists. That's awesome for sure to bring the artists together. But it brings, you know, the collectors or just people that are interested in art, it brings them together. And y'all, we are in an epidemic of loneliness. And if you create your own event with other artists, you're basically like serving, you're giving back to the community and you're, you are widening your own reach and your own community. 
Additionally, if you do your own exhibition, you'll expose your art to new audiences because if you participate with other artists, you know, they've got their own community. So you'll be discovered by their community and then they'll be discovered by your community. So it's a win-win for everyone. And then lastly, when it comes to starting your own exhibition is um, you can invite other artists to participate for an altruistic cause. So, you know, you can pair your exhibition with an opportunity to give back to uh, something that you're passionate about. You know, maybe it's autism. Uh, maybe it's, you know, the unhoused community, or maybe it's just that you guys want to raise fund for a local park. You know, there's any number of causes that you could, um, you know, contribute to, to, and you could, you know, pair that exhibition uh, with. And then you guys are all working together for a shared purpose and a shared vision. And this can make that exhibition more powerful because anytime we come together with a collective higher purpose and a higher intention, it just, it elevates the experience for everyone involved. And then, you know, I said there were five things. So this is the fifth one that you can do to create opportunities for yourself. And that is start a freaking email list. I, if you guys have listened to any of my podcasts, other podcasts, or if you have listened to any of my lives on Instagram, y'all know I talk about email lists a lot. And that's because it just fucking works. I see it all the time. Um, You can use that email list to help you stay connected with people that truly love what you're up to, that truly love your art. And it's so easy to create an email list and, and it can be effective even if you don't have thousands of people on it. I mean, you could have 50 people on your email list and it can still make a huge impact. But the thing is, is that most artists don't start one for one reason. And that's because they think no one wants another email in their inbox. And certainly no one really cares to get one from them to hear about what they're doing. And I can just tell you after working with thousands of artists, they are a hundred percent dead wrong. I have seen it happen repeatedly, um, especially, you know, I think I'm thinking about just recently working with the artists that are in Studio Elite, you know, and we talk about this, we talk about how to do it. There is, sure, there's some tech stuff to to work through, but it's not impossible at all. Um, but what one thing that just recently happened is we were talking about, you know, what to include in the email and how to make it more effective and everything. And uh, this one particular artist had been really reluctant to send it, send out the email and she sent out her first email and she got a sale immediately. So listen, when the artists start communicating consistently, that's important. And it doesn't have to be every week. You could do, you could be doing it once a month, but consistency is key. When you start doing it consistently, 
you will see an immediate impact in your sales. Remember, you are not some spammy company out there sending emails to people that they don't even care about, right? So if someone has taken the time to subscribe and join your email list, they care about you and your art. So stop making it a one-sided relationship and reach out to them and communicate. So there's your five ways to create opportunities. And I think we can all agree that it's finally time to put aside the paint and hope strategy once and for all. If you want to paint just for yourself, listen, that is completely a hundred million percent perfectly fine. But what if you are being called to paint because someone out there needs exactly what you have to offer? Maybe it's time to get out there and offer our gifts to the world. Until next time, take good care of yourselves and each other. Peace out. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to share with you that beginning February 5th, I will be hosting for the very first time the Honest Art Boot Camp. This six week boot camp is designed for artists searching for their unique voice and style who want to finally make that ever so elusive fine art. Each week for six weeks, I will be guiding you live and painting alongside you as we learn the step-by-step tools that will take your art from fine to fine-ass fine art. That is a unique expression of you. Plus, and this is big, I'll offer weekly art critiques so that you can learn specifically how to make your art stronger. To learn more, go to jodyking.com or go to the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you there.